0: Big bank, small bank, I like to make money.
1: All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to (laughs) bet? And we are underway. Happy holidays and welcome to the Week 16 Action Network NFL Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rabon. This is your Week 16 preview. I'm joined, as always, by my Action Network colleague and the Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation. Stucky. Stuck. What's going on? Uh, we we both had a pretty rough uh, week last week. How are you holding up?
0: Uh, good, yeah. I was it was both a poorly capped week and an unlucky week. So at zero and three on my Sunday six pack picks last week. Here, my only win on Sunday was the Jets, which at least was easy. But it was bookended. My week was bookended by losing the Raiders Chargers under first total ever to lose on a second score in overtime in NFL history. So that was fun. And then I had the Patriots tease. you got to be kidding me. Like, kick the fucking field goal, Bill. You're down 10. You have the worst offense in the NFL, and you're just going to let Newton hike it and then just get sacked, and that's it. Meanwhile, I had Kansas City against Miami two weeks before. Miami kicks that field goal. You saw 10. Everyone kicks the field goal there. Ridiculous. And then he gives some nonsensical answer in his press conference. So that sucked. And then I had... uh, the Bengals team total under and the Steelers just decide to give them 24 points on turnover. Like it was so, some poorly capped games. I didn't, it wasn't a heavy volume week for me. Luckily And week 15, I said it last week, it's always one of the toughest weeks for me. I feel like my edges bottom out, but like I also said last week, a week 16 and week 17, I usually love because uh, there's a lot of narratives over reactions, must win scenarios that provide some value. And I do think there's some good spots this weekend. So let's get to work.
1: I agree. I I felt like I miscapped some games. Obviously the Eagles, um, you know, that was, that was tough. That was by a half point, but uh, I was on Pittsburgh in that, in that game. I just didn't think they would, you know, come out that poorly a third straight game. So yeah, it was, it was rough. I did not expect the Rams to have a meltdown. I I know you were on the jets, but I, I didn't see that much of a letdown coming. I even bet them live and they couldn't even, they got the touchdown overturn. So yeah, it was not, was not a fun week, but we keep it pushing. We're going to cap the Christmas game, and then the rest of the games will be included in the six-pack. Before we kick things off, three very quick reminders. Number one, if you plan to bet on the NFL this season and you still have not downloaded the free award-winning Action Network app, what are you doing? It's got betting tools, analysis from me, Stucky, and the whole Action Network team, and it lets you track every bet that you make. Number two. If you want a chance at a free Vegas vacation, don't forget to enter our free custom weekly DFS contest, the Action Pods Tournament of Champions, presented by BetMGM. Ten spots in our Wild Card weekend grand finale are still up for grabs. So follow the link in this episode description and join for free today. And number three, a quick programming note about the Action Network podcast in the coming weeks. Don't worry. Stucky and I, we're continuing our NFL betting episodes every Thursday until the end of the season through the playoffs if you're looking to bet on the NBA on Christmas Day check out our Christmas NBA episode with Matt Moore Justin fan and Raheem Palmer uh, three of the best guys doing it in the NBA uh, that's out now and finally between now and New Year's Eve my guy Stucky Colin Wilson They'll be delivering their traditional college football bowl game betting previews, breaking down how to bet every single bowl game on your holiday gambling calendar. So keep an eye out for those. And thank you for listening. And before I actually do want to give a shout out to uh, Matthew Friedman and-, and Sean corner, because, well, I did have a bad week capping uh, me and Friedman finished uh, one and two in the fantasy pros fantasy accuracy for week 15 corner was in the top 10 uh, as well. So shout out to those guys. Check out the Fantasy Flex podcast, uh, which is out now. If you made your fantasy championship, good luck with that. But let's get in to some Christmas Day football. Hello, you there, boy. Me, sir?
0: Yes, you, my good fellow. What day is today?
1: Today? Well, it's Christmas Day, of course. Christmas Day. I haven't missed it. And we have the Saints hosting the Minnesota Vikings. The spread is seven. The totals is 50 and a half. Drew Brees did not look quite healthy last week. One of his worst completion uh, percentage games that I can remember in recent memory. Stuck, what are your initial thoughts on the Vikes at the Saints?
0: Uh, revenge game for the Saints. Uh, if you recall, the Vikings won in the playoffs there down in new Orleans last year.
1: Like what revenge really from, you know, was it two, two of the last three postseasons? I think the, the Vikings eliminated. Yeah.
0: So I think that the saints will be fired up for this one. The problem is there's a lot of injuries that the saints, you have to worry about on the offensive line, a wide receiver, yep. someone, the defensive side of the ball breeze. He started to look a little better towards the end of that game, at least, but I, yeah, it might take him some time to kind of shake some of the rust off. I think that the Saints are a good teaser piece, a good money line parlay piece. The Vikings are kind of in free fall mode here, and their season's pretty much over now. Can't answer their rookie corners playing really well of late. It's worth mentioning, um, but the Vikings just haven't been good. I mean, ever since that loss to Dallas, so. Uh, the number, I make it around seven, but have to adjust based on the final injury reports. I do think the Saints find a way to win here. They're not dead for a one seed if you're a Saints fan. The Saints are one back of the Packers, but the Packers did beat the Saints, so the Saints have to pass them in the standings. Packers could lose to the Titans. We'll talk about that game. And then they, they go to the Bears. So the Saints still have something to play for, and you obviously want the highest seed you can get. So a lot of it's going to depend on injuries uh, I do think the Saints find a way. I think it's a good money line piece, a good tease piece if you want something to start off your your weekend with. The Vikings are 6-8. and eight. They still have a chance, but, I mean, it's like very, 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 very small chance. They're 6-8 and eight on the year, uh, just a huge loss to the Bears last week. By the way, the Bears, if the Bears win, beat the Jags, and the Cardinals lose to the 49ers, the Bears would actually jump the Cardinals into that final spot. But they basically – the Vikings basically need to get to 8-8 eight and eight and hope that everyone else at with eight wins gets to eight and eight, and then they have to win the tiebreaker. It's not going to happen, but they're not completely eliminated. Uh, they also have some injuries too, so a lot of injuries to keep track of on this game, but I, I think the Saints pull it out.
1: Yeah, so I'll just give some of the, the injuries as we record this Wednesday. Guys with uh, two straight DNPs, remember, they practiced on Tuesday, uh, practiced again Wednesday because the game is on Friday. Uh, linebacker Todd Davis, uh, fullback cj ham uh, with a quad which could be which could be big he's an underrated part of that offense uh, because you're also probably going to miss kyle rudolph still out with that foot injury didn't practice uh, as we record this wednesday uh, alexander madison the backup running back in the concussion protocol uh, linebacker eric kendricks with a calf didn't practice the first two days uh so some, some key injuries for the vikes and then the saints as you mentioned stuck it's the uh, receiving core, that could be a little thin. Remember, no Michael Thomas on IR. Deontay Harris, also on IR. So Emmanuel Sanders, really the only healthy receiver, Traquan Smith picked up an ankle injury. Uh, he's been playing almost every snap. Uh, he started the week with two straight DNPs, and uh, they did activate Marquez Callaway, but uh, unclear if he is going to uh, return this week. So, that, I mean, you could, you could be looking at Jawan Johnson and – Tommy Lee Lewis, uh, you know, playing significant snaps at the wide receiver position for New Orleans. So depending on that final injury report, I think this could be a sneaky under game, especially with, uh, you know, CJ Ham and, and some of those guys out for uh, potentially out for Minnesota. Remember they, uh, New Orleans does still have a top five defense in terms of DVOA. So uh, that's probably where I'm looking the most. I, it's, I have it at seven as well, as far as the spread. So uh, I don't think there will be any value either way. You know, even if it moves a half point over under that uh, the the current number. So that's your Christmas Day game. And speaking of Christmas, BetMGM has a great sign-up offer for the Christmas Day NBA slate. New customers can bet a dollar to win 100 in free bets if any team makes a three-pointer on Christmas. Just sign up and make your first bet using bonus code ACTION1. Hundred. That's action one zero zero. Download the BetMGM app today, or visit betmgm.com to sign up and use the code action one zero zero to bet a dollar and win a hundred in free bets. If any team sinks a three-point bucket. On Christmas, as a reminder, you must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, or West Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. Have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia or 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promo offer not available in Nevada or Pennsylvania. All right, Stuck. Let's crack open. Sunday 6-pack. Thursday for
0: action? Let's crack open the Sunday six-pack.
1: And as a reminder, this week, as we do for the end of the season, we'll be including the Saturday games in the Sunday six-pack. Three Saturday games. We have Bucks-Lions at 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Niners-Cardinals at 4.30 Eastern. And then Dolphins-Raiders at 8.15 Eastern on Saturday, and uh, the only game other than the Christmas game uh, that we are not choosing from is Bills Patriots. With Stuck and Colin, we'll break down uh, on the next pod. I'll start it off. First pick, you're up. You're still up nine. I didn't didn't take advantage, man. I, I had a golden opportunity, but uh, just a just a rough week for both of us. Last year, and this week, I think you picked up four
0: points because I went over week fifteen. is Just always <sighs> shitty to me, oh, but- man. Yeah, Marco, it was, you only had one. <laughs> and
1: It was my total. Go figure uh, with the, uh, the Patriots. So, yeah, rough week. Let's try to rebound. I'll start it off with the first pick of the week 16 Sunday six pack. I am going with the Los Angeles Rams plus one and a half at the Seattle Seahawks. Stuck, you've talked about it. We've talked about it on the pod. I, the Rams match up well. With the Seattle Seahawks, uh, if you go back over the last couple of years in the Schottenheimer uh, era with Pete Carroll since, in, since 2018, uh, we had Rams 33-31, Rams 36-31, uh, Seahawks 20, uh, 30-29 last season in the first matchup, uh, and then the Rams beat him 28-12 uh, in the second matchup. And then Rams this year, missed a
0: field goal to win that first matchup. Yep, though.
1: yep, exactly. And then and then in this this year, Rams 24-16. Uh, game was a little more convincing than that, I think, but just an excellent defensive performance uh, in that one started. It really kind of kicked off Seattle's, uh, kind of offensive downturn, uh, in over the second half stretch run of the season. So those last five meetings, the Seahawks have not beaten the Rams by more than a point. So essentially, uh, you know, they wouldn't have covered this number in any of the last five McVay always is going to have, uh, I think, good game plans against the Rams. I, I like what Brandon Staley is doing, but really this is, you know, a bylaw on the Rams, you know, coming off that embarrassing loss to the Jets. I think they will still uh, be fired up because all of a sudden now you have the Rams still having to do work for the postseason, whereas the Seahawks, they got their clinch last week with a narrow win uh, against the football team. So, uh, I like the matchup, uh, and then I, I, you know, McVay usually gets his team up for these spots on the road after a loss in his tenure with the Rams. Eight and one against the spread, so uh, just a great bounce back spot. You look at what the Rams do well: Jalen Ramsey, uh, that secondary they can cover. That helps a lot because you have to slow down DK Metcalf and Tyra Lockett. That's the key. Uh, the Rams also. Have Aaron Donald, obviously, who's going to you know create problems for that Seattle offensive line. And we've seen the Seahawks struggle. We've seen them struggle now pretty much since that Rams game. You had the just 20 points against Washington, uh, one of the better defenses in the league. You had kind of a, a slow game even in that Arizona win, uh, 28-21. You had the, the, the upset loss to the Giants where the Seahawks managed – to score only 12 points in, in that one so uh, teams that can play you know solid defense and de- solid defense and game plan well that seems to have been the Seahawks kryptonite only 23 against the Eagles so to start the year the Seahawks scored 27 or more in every single game uh, of the first eight they scored 30 or more in seven of the first eight since then they've played six games they've scored 16, 28, 23, 12, 40, and 20. So they've only scored uh, you know, one of those big 30-plus you know, point games once that came against the Jets, and they've been held to 23 uh, or fewer points in four of their last six. And this Rams team, we know it's one of the best defenses in the National Football League. In terms of DVOA, uh, the Rams are currently number four. They're number three if you look at weighted defensive DVOA which essentially uh, weights recent games a little bit more heavily they're playing 19.9 percent better uh, in terms of expected points versus the league average that schedule adjusted uh, they're number four against the pass they're number seven against the run Uh, just a uh, an excellent defense that and and a great bounce back spot for the Rams so give me the Rams plus one and a half at
0: Seattle yeah I like the matchup uh, and I agree it's a great by low spot you should get the Rams best effort. Same I mean this game is going to decide the division. One of the reasons that I was on the Jets last week that game pretty much meant nothing to the Rams. They already beat the Seahawks. They're one back so if they win this game I mean it meant something but basically now they win this game and then they win their finale. They win the division. Uh, If Seattle wins this week Seattle clinches the division. This game has probably some of the Probably, I think the biggest playoff implications of any this week, some are going to carry over in the next week, but this could clinch the division or all of a sudden Seattle is going to be on the road. If the Rams win and then the Rams win in week 17. So uh, really important game. I think, yeah, the Rams should bounce back. They do match up well, but I make the line one. Uh, so I don't see a ton of value, but I don't disagree with the matchup and the spot. And I think that they can get a ton of pressure up the middle as well and just disrupt everything that Seattle and Russ wants to do, which is what happened in that first game. Um, but if you can get one and a half, which is out there right now up at MGM, also a great tease piece, which is what I used uh, the Rams with as well. We know Seattle doesn't really win by more than one possession. Uh, and this should be a close game. I like some of the matchup advantages for the Rams that you alluded to, but perfect teaser piece. For my first pick and the second overall of the Sunday six-pack, I am going to go with the – well, let's let's get ugly here. Let's go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the team that nobody wants to bet right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers at BetMGM right now, uh, two-point underdogs. Pittsburgh plus two at home against Indianapolis. Look, we I we, you were driving the bus. This Steelers team was a fraud, overrated, flawed at eleven and 0. They had no explosiveness. They couldn't run the ball. The offense was just meh, and they were playing they played seven backup quarterbacks too in fourteen games. The defense is obviously great, but there was a lot of things not to like about this Pittsburgh team. But everyone was talking about undefeated season, Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. And now no one wants to bet them. Everyone's saying, Are they gonna win another game? They're not gonna win a playoff game. This team shouldn't be in the playoffs. They're it's 180. I've bet the Steelers this year straight up zero times. Zero times in the year. Now it's time. The market has gone completely other way on the Steelers. It's time to buy them. It's time to buy low after that embarrassing loss to Cincinnati. If you're wondering, Mike, this is a, your classic Mike Tomlin spot. I mean, if you want to look at teams as underdogs, playing teams that are above 500. Interactions Lab Database since 2003. Mike Tomlin, the most profitable. He's 24-9-1 against the spread as an underdog against winning teams. This is your rah-rah spot. Us against the world. Everyone says we suck. I don't think that there's much different, anything different with the Steelers. Like, they're playing a little worse. But I knew that this offense had huge issues. And I knew that there was some regression coming in the turnover department. And the defense has a couple injuries, but – this offense is what it is. This defense is what it is. The Bengals game, they, they were getting blown out. I mean, they had three turnovers in their own territory. Uh, the Bengals still only had 150 yards through three quarters. Let's cool our Jets on the Bengals. But this is a, a Colts team that I'm also not a believer. And, and by the way, this line was – the look at them is Pittsburgh minus three. And then you have that loss, and now you're getting two. It's a five-point swing. That's a massive swing. Steelers plus two at home – I mean, we're basically saying to the to the Colts, I have about three plus three uh, three and a half points better than average. We're basically saying like the, the Steelers now are an average team. I mean, if you say home field is worth one ish, I mean that's crazy. I mean, they were they all of a sudden people went from Super Bowl now to they're just dead average. This is still a really good defense. This is still a great spot, and it's still Colts team that I I have questions about. Their offense has been meh, and if you look by a few different advanced metrics, the Colts have faced the third easiest schedule of past defenses in the past 30 years. Uh, they've had, overall, if you look at DVOA, they've faced the 32nd ranked uh, schedule as far as difficulty uh, of defenses. Um, so their schedule has been extremely easy and the offense still hasn't done much. I, I, their offensive line is meh. Um, the running game is meh. It's just a, an average offense and the defense has been sliding, sliding, since a a really hot start. So uh, I think this is a great spot, a great Tomlin spot. You're also outdoors in the cold against the dome team Steelers. Look, uh, let me me paint a little picture. 2012, the Ravens. my, my Ravens lost three games in a row. Weeks 13, 14, 15. They got trucked at home. I was at the game week 15 to the Broncos. The market was selling them. Joe Flacco, this Ravens team stinks. Well, the next week at home, they are playing the Giants, who were also playing for a playoff spot. They, the Giants won the Super Bowl the year before. Giants needed a win to go to get into the playoffs. This is week 16. The look headline was like Ravens minus one, Ravens get truck. The Giants minus two and a half, minus three. Sound familiar? Ravens win by 20. Ravens don't lose again that year. Win the Super Bowl. So uh, I'm not saying that the Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl, but th- these these things happen. They've lost three games in a row. The market is completely bottomed out on them. Uh, teams are never as bad or never – usually never as bad or never as good as you feel. So, yeah, give me the Steelers with uh, – I still make them a slight favorite here. And I downgraded them after the last week, but too much value to pass up here. Great teaser piece too.
1: Yeah, I like it. Uh, you know, uh, we did kind of point out early on when the Steelers were still kind of riding that hot streak that, hey, the offense was struggling and they have – I mean, it doesn't get any worse than losing to the – Bengals by double digits and on a nationally televised game on on the most recent game, you know, that we have of of the week still until, you know, we get to this Friday, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday games. I think that the, you know, the market just hasn't, it's kind of overweighting. It's recency bias. The the Pittsburgh offense is going to struggle, but, you know, by no means is this offense good. And, you know, they're going to, like at this point, we, this is really what they, feel they have to do like they are going to throw a ton of short passes. They're not going to run the ball very much or very well, but uh, I agree. You know, the Colts, you have kind of that same situation with with rivers where just like the Steelers can turn it over a ton uh, and lose to a team like the Bengals. Uh, Philip rivers, always liable to turn the ball over. Remember he's still playing through that painful toe injury. Both of these teams have faced the, the easiest schedules of opposing defenses and the Steelers also have faced the second easiest schedule of uh, opposing offenses. So uh, w- wondering real quick, your thoughts on the, the total on this game. Uh, I'm thinking it act- there actually may be some value on the, on the under, but uh, you kind of did hit on like the coast defense. Hasn't been quite as good, but they're still number five in, in weighted DVOA. Um, Any thoughts on, on the total real quick?
0: Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's about right. You the steel, the one one concern I have with the Steelers is their defense is it's a short week. Their defense has been on the field a ton lately. Is there some fatigue there, especially in the second half, potentially? And then also with the Steelers' offense, they, look, we were saying, look at their, their their first look at their success rate on first down. Look, we were saying this early in the year that their offense was a little flawed, but obviously it's looked way worse lately. Why? Well, they've had a lot of drops. You know, they had fumbles. Bad snaps. So, like, there's some regression coming for the Steelers' offense. It'll look like what it did early in the year. It's still a flawed offense, but it's not as bad as it's been over the past few weeks. You know, I mean, they've had 20 drops, it seems, every week. So, that's not going to persist. So, maybe you get some regression in that department. So, um, yeah, just a side for me. And uh, I have a piece of the side. I Also, like I said, I teased the Steelers uh, up over a touchdown here, which I love. I mean, you can get them. You can tease them to plus eight, and I make them a small favorite. So basically just buying low and getting value um, after what we saw last week. And it's not – I mean, the Colts, too, have won – the only two above-average defenses the Colts have faced are the Bears and the Ravens. That's it, and they did nothing. Like, look at the success rate. The yards per play under four did nothing against either defense. Uh, Steelers' defense is obviously on par there. This is outdoors, in the cold. You'll get an angry, angry Steelers defense here in a great Tomlin spot. So buying low, this was Steelers minus three before this week. If it was Steelers minus three after the Steelers beat the Bengals without a bunch of fluky turnovers, I wouldn't be betting it. But you give me two, here we are.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right with you. It looks like we both have the line at Steelers minus one. And, you know, that is after it. Downgrading them a ton because they are, you know, they have suffered some injuries on defense. They aren't playing as well. That's clear. But yeah, definitely expect some regression from these Pittsburgh Steelers, who are still uh, number one overall in weighted defensive DVOA, and they are top three against both the run and the pass. They're number one against the pass, and they're, they're, their 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 pass defense is still it's it's twenty one point seven percent better uh, than league average. That's double more than all but one team in the league. Only Washington uh, has a defensive DVOA at number two at, at fifteen minus fifteen point eight. That's even within you know that's even less than double of the Steelers against the pass. So uh, like them uh, against Philip Rivers and uh, yeah, like the like the Tomlin spot here. So uh, I'll be on the Steelers as well. The NFL season is upon us and our friends at BetMGM Sports are offering Action
0: Network podcast listeners a great sign-up offer. Just make your first deposit using the bonus code ACTIONPOD and receive a 100% deposit match up to $500. They've got parlay bonus payouts, live betting markets, daily odds boosts, all sorts of great stuff. So download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com to sign up and use the code ACTIONPOD to double your bankroll with a 100% deposit match up to $500. As a reminder, you must be 21 or older and physically located in the great states of Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, or West Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia, or 1-800-9-WITH-IT
1: in Indiana. Promo offer not available in Nevada. And now, back to the show. For the third pick of the Week 16 Sunday six-pack, my number two pick, I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's getting ugly here, plus seven and a half at home against the Chicago Bears. Look, the Chicago Bears, they've come alive a little bit over the past couple of weeks. They play just a gutted Houston team and and blow them out. And then they are able to hold on against Minnesota, played a a good game against Minnesota. David Montgomery has really come on. But now you're talking about the Bears still with Mitch Trubisky, or as you like to call him, Mitch Bortles, at quarterback. You've just been Bortled. Seven and a half point favorites on the road uh, against Jacksonville, and you look at these type of spots. You know, the Bears, first of all, improbably so, the Bears have now scored 30 points or more in each of their last three games. Well, if you look back in our Action Lab's database, teams on a three-game streak of scoring 30 or more points late in the year, week 10 or later, going against non-elite teams, so any team with uh, winning less than two-thirds of their games, winning percentage under uh, 66%. Those teams are just 40 and 62 against the spread since 2003. They're covering at just a 39% clip in these spots. So uh, love the the Jaguars to keep it close. They've they faced some some matchups in which it just wasn't going to happen for them. You know, Baltimore kind of hitting hitting its stride. You know, that wasn't a very good matchup for Jacksonville. But remember, this this Jaguars team, you know, was able to keep it close against the the Minnesota Vikings. This is a team that kept it within two of the Cleveland Browns. They kept it within four of the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. So uh, just a, a pesky Jags team. Uh, James Robinson had a little bit of a scare, but looks like they're just going to kind of rest him in practice. He is expected to play. Uh, they'll have Chark. We'll see about the quarterback. But uh, I think um, just this Jags team, you know, whether it's Minshew, whether it's uh, Mike Glennon, it's not really much of a, a difference in terms of uh, my power rating for this team. This is just more so uh, a little bit of an inflated line uh, at this point in the season with the Bears' recent success playing against the bad Lions defense, a terrible Texans defense. Who, all, who did The whole Texans team was kind of missing you know, a lot of key guys in, in that game. And then, you know, they had one good game against a really, really good game against Minnesota last week. But uh, I just think it's a little bit of an overreaction here. And on top of that, and I know you like to talk about this, but uh, the Bears, they, they're still in the playoff race. The Jags, they are not. The Jags now actually have that number one pick. Uh, they're in the lead for that number one pick because of the Jets win. But usually in these spots, and you can probably put some numbers to this, uh, the team with no motivation uh, is the more profitable side. Yeah, I love this too. You got the first pick this week. Took the Rams,
0: who I like in the T's, and I like the spot matchups. Then I took the Steelers, who so I think you like as well. This would have been my second pick. You picked the Jags. So I, I really like the Jags here. It's – look, I, it's going to be Glennon and Minshew are going to have a comp- – I don't know, a competition this week. Whoever looks better in practice is starting. So Steve, but I agree. It doesn't make that much of a difference. But, yeah, so this is one of the things I like about Week 16. You get these narratives and overinflation in the market because, number one, the Bears have been playing better. Their offense have been playing better with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, that's true, but they've played three of the worst, you know, I mean, Houston and Detroit, I mean, Minnesota, three, not great defenses. Now, they're not going to get another – they're going to get another bad defense here, but the market has just overbought the Bears now. Uh, I still don't believe in this offense or, or Mitch Bortles after just a, a, a three-game stretch against bad defenses. Yeah, there's also – oh, the Jags are going to lose on purpose for the number one pick. I mean, why, why do the Jets do that? These are still – Players and coaches playing for their jobs, playing for in their literally contracts, incentives. And they just go out. They're not going to go out there and take knees. And now they have something to play for. They're going out and they're, oh, we can spoil the Bears' season. I mean, I only make this line plus five and a half. Think about, remember, this Jacks team has six one possession losses on the year. Mm-hmm. Six. Just a few weeks ago, the Browns against Mike Lennon were minus six in Jacksonville. Now the Bears are like seven and a half. I mean, we're saying that the bears are one and a half points better than the Browns now. Um, By the way, I I know that the Browns have a negative point differential and they have 10 wins, which is funny because the Ravens have nine wins in like a hundred and whatever it is. But yeah, so I, I think that we're getting value. I mean, I don't think that the, the Jags are going to tank. I think, Quite the opposite. They showed that they'll fight this year. They've gotten blown out the past two weeks. The Bears have looked a little better. Now you're getting uh, this line over seven. So I completely agree. I'll have an article up for next week on week seventeen. Yeah, the team's playing for nothing against the teams that need to win. The teams that need to win have all the pressure on them too. And then you're getting some line value in the team that is generally dead, but now has uh, look. This is our playoff game. I believe historically, I, and you have to keep track of this manually. So I have to check. I do a week seventeen article piece, but they hit like sixty-three percent against the spread over the final two weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm just expecting, you know, especially coming off, you know, two straight, they they played two of the better teams in the AFC, uh the Titans and the Ravens, you know, some big ball at losses, but prior to those two games, you know, coming out of the bye, they had kept uh four of their five games within four points. So do, are they going to get blown out for the third straight week? Maybe, but I'm not buying the Bears more than a touchdown favorite uh on the road with with the same offense They've essentially had all year and by the way, uh, you know, some pretty significant injuries on defense that we don't know uh, at this point in the week if these guys are going to be back. I mean, you have Dion Bush, the safety, uh, still not practicing. You have uh, Akeem Hicks didn't practice Wednesday with an ankle. Jalen Johnson, who missed last week. Uh, along with Bush questionable with a shoulder injury, did not practice and buster screen still in the concussion protocols. We record this Wednesday. Uh, So he didn't practice either. So that, that uh, you know, especially Johnson and screen with, along with Bush, that's like a cluster of injuries in that secondary, uh, which is exactly what the Jags uh, you know, you know what the doctor ordered for the Jags to kind of keep it close.
0: Yep. All right. For my second pick and the fourth overall of the Sunday six pack, I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders plus three at home against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Miami Dolphins have been a covering machine covered again last week. I think they're 11 and three gets the spread most profitable in the NFL by far. Yep. Um, but this line is crazy and it might go even higher. This is plus three minus one Oh five. Everyone wants to bet the Dolphins. I don't know. Anyone wants to bet the Raiders. I think Derek Carr is actually going to play. He never misses a game. He's missed like two games because he broke his leg at the end of one season. He was practicing, but even if not, it's not a huge drop off between him and Mariota. The Raiders are the best backup quarterback situation, and Mariota got reps last week. They also have extra prep here. Uh, they played on Thursday night. Dolphins coming across the country. And the Raiders still can make the playoffs. They need the one of the scenarios that they need is the Ra- the Ravens to lose out. They play the Giants and the Bengals, and they need the Dolphins to lose out. Obviously, they can help that, but uh, it's not going to happen. But This is the Raiders playoff game. It could spoil the Dolphins season. This has huge implications on the AFC wild card. uh, If the Raiders can win this game, they'll be up for it. All the pressure's on Miami and rookie quarterback Tua. Last week, they were able to run the ball on New England. I knew New England's run defense was weak. I didn't think Miami's going to have that much success. This defense, the special teams are really good, but they benefited from a lot of flukes. The defense is really good on the back end, but they benefited from a lot of turnovers. People say this is what they do. I mean, turnovers are not that predictive. Yes, Xavier Howard is a corner that's aggressive and will have more picks on – he's projected to have more picks on, than an average cornerback. But on the other side, Byron Jones, he never gets an interception. Uh, so they've been running well in turnovers. That's inflating their defensive numbers. This is still an offense I have major questions about. This is an offense that still has injuries at wide receiver and potentially tight end. Some of those guys might be back this week, but maybe not at full strength. The run defense is still very weak, which the Raiders might be able to exploit. And this is still a Dolphins offense. And Tua, I I have questions about him. And um, this is still the same quarterback that could barely complete a pass in a loss at Denver. Does anyone remember that game now? Everyone has such short-term memory. Uh, Miami back in November 22nd. So we're talking a month ago. Denver was plus four at home and won that game outright with Drew Locke and the Broncos' offense. Does anyone remember that? Uh, Fitzpatrick came in and tried to lead him back. Tua won 11 of 20 for 83 yards. So, you know, they've been severely outgained in some of their wins. Even the Chiefs game, I mean, look at the yards for play in that game. They just got a bunch of fluky turnovers. The Rams game, they were outgained by like 400 yards. I just think this team – is slightly above average overall. Maybe I'll continue to be proved wrong. I think they're running well. I still have questions about Tua. Uh, I make this line closer to a pick. Raiders have been on a slide. Dolphins keep cashing for everybody. You're getting value on the home dog here. Raiders have some injuries on the defensive side. I know that some of them practice today. It doesn't make that much of a difference with the Raiders. They stink anyway. Not really. Give me the Raiders here plus three at home. I think they win.
1: Yeah, I like the Raiders in this spot, too. Like, you look at Miami, and first of all, we know – I think Carr would – you know, he, he he's – Mariota looked good, aside from that one bad play, against the Chargers. But uh, Carr did practice in full today, uh, Wednesday, as we record this. Looks like he will, in fact, be back. Um, and he's averaging – He literally never misses games. Right. He had a broken leg, only time. And So, he's averaging 7.4 – net adjusted net yards per pass attempt. Uh, compare that to Tua tunga 5.95. Tua is 25th in the league. Carr is ninth in the league. Uh, and I, I think even if you drop down to Mariota, uh, you will still end up above uh, where two is at, so I, I, you know, that combined with the, you know, going across the country, coming off a big win against a division rival uh, in the Patriots, and in a, in a rookie quarterback doing it, which really never happens against Belichick, uh, an eleven and three team against the spread, like you have all of the ingredients to a buy low. I, you know, the, the Dolphins, I think, will have success. I think both teams will have success running the ball because you have the Dolphins twenty fourth and DVOA uh, The Raiders are, are one of the worst in the league. I do like uh Mudd for the Dolphins and Gaskin looks like he's going to be back but um, this is probably a matchup yeah I think the Dolphins at this point just because they do have a, a better pass defense are the better team but you're talking about three points uh, at home for the Raiders where uh, I think these teams are a lot more evenly matched than the than the line suggests so uh, I have the Dolphins as one point favorites and that's That may even adjust a little more because, as you mentioned, you look at the practice report for the Raiders uh, on Wednesday, and remember, they've been without a a bunch of key guys on defense over these past few weeks. Everyone practiced on Wednesday except for Cleveland Farrell due to injury. Uh, You had uh, Morrow and and Carl Nassib. Uh, They did not practice but for for non-injury reasons, but... You had Jonathan Abram, the safety practiced. Renfro, who went out last game, he practiced. Uh, Ruggs man. coming back to the team. He may, may or may not play, but um, you are you are getting healthier uh, if you're the Raiders. So uh, I like it. All right, where are you go next for the fifth pick of the Week 16 Sunday six pack and my third overall pick, going with the Denver Broncos here, plus three and a half at Anthony Wynn, all reliable. Uh, Brave. I <laughs> don't think the Broncos should be getting, uh, don't think the Chargers should be getting more than a field goal in this spot. Uh, I think the Broncos, listen, the bills have been a buzzsaw recently and you know, they destroyed Denver. I know, I know you liked them last week. I did as well, but uh, I like the bounce back spot here. First of all, Chargers really don't have a home field advantage. Anthony win eight, 15 and one against the spread 35% as a favorite in Los Angeles. Uh, but also a good buy low on the Broncos road teams coming off a 20 or more point loss against a non-elite home team, Six, uh, 60% win percentage or under, 137, 88, and four against the spread, 62% since 2003, according to our Action Labs database. The Broncos beat the Chargers and and, and win with Vic Fangio uh, in both of the games last year and uh, beat them earlier this year in a big comeback. So it's it's been a struggle for win against Vic Fangio. I think even you know the Broncos are de- uh, depleted on defense compared to where they, what they had earlier in the year. But you have Keenan Allen, not 100% uh, for the Chargers, did not play anywhere near a full complement of snaps last week and is not practicing uh, to start this week either. So uh, still have Badgley really missing field goals. Uh, so give me the three and a half here in a game. I think the Broncos could win, but – uh, this thing could very well come down to a, a, a bad field goal or something like that, which uh, is no given, as we saw last week. And the Broncos are getting their kicker back, uh, Brandon McManus, who missed last week, and the Broncos missed, I think, what was it, three or four kicks uh, last week. So uh, just like a bounce-back spot for the Denver Broncos here, division game late in the year uh, in, in a, with a coach who's had an edge over the, uh, over the favorite. If you put a gun to my head, i take the Broncos here. I mean, the problem – look,
0: I'll ask my producer, Matt, to play the clown horn noise for my, my Broncos pick last week. I mean, they just got crushed. In my defense, I mean, it was just an awful pick. But where everything went wrong, and I look back and I watch that game, and it's one of the hardest things that I struggle to handicap is these cluster injuries. I mean, the Broncos secondary, it's bad. I, I mean, Boye is gone. Bryce Cowan is their ace. He's gone on IR. Bouye suspended. Lee Sang-Bassi is on IR. Duke da- Dawson's on IR. Kevin Tolliver's on IR. I mean, their starting corners now are Ojemudia, a rookie, who's struggled, to say the least, and Hairston, who they picked up off the street like two weeks ago. They got, I think, Bowsby. I think Bowsby's like their backup now. Will Parks, is the a safety they got – Recently he's playing nickel. I mean it's playing slot in the nickel. I mean, ooh, it's bad. Now the Bills are playing so well and that they just and they did the same thing to the Niners who had backups in at corner. That's what scares me here because the Chargers did do have a couple extra days of rest. So are their receivers a lot healthier? If they are, we've seen Herbert destroy almost every bad defense he's faced, even some good ones this year. So that's what scares me here. I make the line like two and a half, 2.6. I, I, you at least got these corners last week. And they'll have an extra day, uh, which can't hurt. But they got some game action against an offense that's rolling. So you'd expect them to be a little bit better if they're being thrown into the fire. But it's still a dicey situation. With the hook, I agree with you. but And, and look, you're, who, wants to buy, who wants to buy the Broncos right now, which is probably why you're getting this hook. So uh, I don't hate it. For my third pick... And the sixth overall of the Sunday six-pack, I'm going to change it up on you. And I'll cover this game quickly. I like the 49ers. They can ruin the Cardinal season. They're also basically playing at home. They're playing where they've been playing at home. I think that they're going to have some of their corners back, which they got back last week. I know Beathard is starting. I think Beathard's 1-16 straight up as a starter. But Mullins has been killing them with turnovers, killing them. Go take a look at the Niners' box scores of the last couple weeks. They outgained teams by 300 yards and lose. What did they outgain the Cowboys by last week? 260 yards? I mean, it's crazy. So they're moving the ball. Kittle might be back. Kittle should destroy the Cardinals if he is. So there's some things I like about San Fran this week. They can ruin Cardinals season. All the pressure is on the Cardinals. Wait for that line. That line potentially could keep going up. But I'm going to switch it up here for my third pick. I'm going with the this, – and this is a lot on a gut. This is just on a gut. The Houston Texans minus eight and a half at BetMGM against the Bengals. Uh, look, the Bengals are a disaster on, since Joe Burrow has left. They, they have no explosiveness on offense. This is a team that was averaging 3.9 yards per play leading up to the Steelers game. What did they do last week? They got a bunch of turnovers. They had Ryan Finley runs was their offense. Uh, It's bad. I mean, they had 148 total yards through three quarters. They're averaging like three and a half yards per play. This offense stinks. And now they have some injuries. Tyler Boyd, he's, I don't know, he's concussion on a short week. I imagine he's out. But the offense stinks. It's, It's horrendous. It's the same team that got blown out by the Cowboys just getting trucked the past few weeks. They came out to play. Granted, I mean, their offense stunk. That whole defense came out to play. It, Juju Smith-Schuster's not even allowed to dance anymore. They embarrassed him so much. Uh, I, that was their Super Bowl. You want to talk about teams that have nothing to play for until, you know, the end of the year when, oh, look, we've stunk all year. Our season's go nowhere. Now we get to play our rival who's trying to clinch the division, and they came out fired up, that whole defensive backfield. Now short week you're going to Houston. It's like you're, and nothing is, nothing's going on in your season. Talk about a letdown, city. I mean, I can see Cincy, and even if they don't lay an egg, they still could get blown out here. But I can see them just laying a complete egg and lose this game by 35, Uh similar to how they lost to the Cowboys at home last week. So I, I love the Texans as a teaser piece, but I'll lay it here. That everything inside of me tells me this is a Texans truck. Uh Short week since he wins their Super Bowl. I mean. And their offense is horrendous, horrendous. And you got to give credit to the Texans. By the way, just to go back to the Colts, Colts 10 and 4. What are they, 7 and 7? They beat the Packers in overtime, could have lost. Two of the last three weeks, they played the Texans, shorthanded Texans, who had the ball inside the 10 with a chance to win, and they fumbled both times. But the Colts easily could have lost both of those games, by the way. So you give credit to the shorthanded Texas team. They're still playing and fighting. So. I think Watson will do his thing and there's a real good chance here. The Bengals lay a complete egg after winning their Super Bowl, one of the biggest upsets of the year. So give me the Texans. And uh, I also like the Niners, but that's just a bonus thing.
1: Yeah. The Texans scare me a little bit. Like I I actually make this line seven. Maybe I do have to adjust a little more for the Bengals wet down spot. And, And I like what Deshaun Watson has been able to do even without Will Fuller. He's still averaging eight, 0.8 0.8 yards per pass attempt which is just just amazing given kind of you know some of the defenses they faced and you know missing fuller for the second half of the season so uh, I could see the Texans blowing them out and you were on the Texans so you've only won two games by uh, eight or more points uh, you were on the first one when they fired their coach they beat the Jags and then I think we both were kind of talking about how uh, probably a, a good spot for them on Thanksgiving. They beat the Lions forty-one twenty-five. So it's you know they 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 they, ha- they can do it. They are capable um, of, of doing it, and, and I do like Watson. But uh, yeah, have it around seven. So wasn't planning on betting it, but uh, can definitely see where you're where you come from there. Good teaser piece. Great yeah. teaser piece. All right. So that wraps it up for the week number sixteen Sunday and Saturday six pack. Stuck going with the. Pittsburgh Steelers plus two, the Vegas Raiders plus three, and the Houston Texans minus eight. I am going with the Rams plus one and a half, the Jags plus seven and a half, and the Broncos plus three and a half. As a reminder, you can follow all of the Sunday six-pack picks in the Action Network app. Just search Sunday six pack in the Action Network apps follow feature uh, to see the picks. Next up, we have our favorite. Over-under play of the week. All right, Stuck, I started the six-pack. Where are you going for the total?
0: Yeah, pretty sharp totals out there compared to my numbers this week. I don't see a ton. I don't really love many totals. But one that I like that I'll throw out here, at BetMGM, the Browns Jets over 46-and-a-half. The Jets' offense is doing some things recently when they've had their full complement of receivers. The most bizarre bizarre stat of the NFL season is the Jets have scored on eight straight opening drives. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? So, I, I, I mean, that is so bizarre. It's the team that has just won their first game, and they score off on their first drive almost every week. So, the offense, you know, looked a little better last week. I think that it's trending up. The defense is still a mess. Now they lose Quinn and Williams. is a big loss for this week in that matchup. Uh, Brown's offense is – playing well. I think this is a good matchup for them. And I still don't believe in the Browns' defense whatsoever. So, I think the Browns will be able to do their thing. I think the Jets will score some points. Don't count out the Jets in this. The Browns should take care of business if they're fully focused, but they get caught peeking ahead and assuming this is a win for a team that's not used to being in this spot. Seem weirder things. I mean, the Jets beating the Rams is a lot weirder than this. So, I think there's more points than I think that Browns can get to 27 here and uh I think that the Jets definitely can get the 20 at the minimum so give me the over
1: yeah Jets playing better I mean hey maybe Adam Gase is uh coming out the the gate with some of those scripted plays and then you know the talent deficit shows up later in the game but uh, yeah they have been they have been good early on so maybe a, a first half line to think about as well uh, for my total I am going Ravens Giants under 45 and a half the Giants, they're to me, one of the, they're an under team. Uh, if you look at what Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator has done this year uh, coming, came out with some really good game plans. And I think all, but maybe one or two games, I think the Cardinals game sticks out and the, and the 49ers game, but in uh, all the rest of them, just a, a just very well game plan. Now you're going to have James Bradbury off the, the COVID list. Uh, you know, he can, you put him on Marquise Brown. The Giants' biggest weakness in terms of DVOA versus receivers is against you know non-number one, number two. So the you know non-primary wideouts. It's not really the Ravens' strength. You look at these teams in terms of pace. The Giants are twentieth in neutral pace, thirty point five seconds per play. The Ravens are thirty-first in neutral pace. They take thirty-two point seconds between plays on average. And another thing I like to look for when betting unders is how the pass defenses generally scheme. And in terms of their average target depth that they allow, you know, some defenses will kind of force you to beat them over the top. Some defenses will uh, try to keep everything in front of them. The giants are fifth in lowest a dot average depth of target allowed at 7.5 yards. And the Ravens are 10th at 7.8. So you have two top 10 teams in, in terms of fewest, uh, average depth of target allowed. And then the middle of the field is generally where teams are going to have the most success on offense, throwing the ball. The NFL average DVOA to the middle is 8.5%. Whereas, uh, you know, that's the highest by far, you know, compared to throwing to, you know, to the left or the right, where, uh, you know, the sideline is going to come into play. You're taking some deeper shots there. So uh, the DVOA is much lower there. And both of these teams, uh, their top DVOA ranking comes over the middle of the field. Uh, both of these teams are uh, are at their best defending the middle. The Ravens are number four, playing 12.6, expected points better than average over the middle. And the Giants uh, are at 7.9, but the league average is 8.5%. So Giants above average as well, 15th in the league. Uh, and I just think either you're going to see a Ravens just kind of take care of business and the Giants still struggle to score points if Daniel Jones isn't fully healthier they have to start McCoy or you see the Giants kind of hang in this one. And either way, I think, you know, that their route to hanging in it is they're going to limit the Ravens on offense. The Giants are number four in red zone conversion rates uh, allowed on defense. And that's essentially how you're going to stop the Ravens, make Justin Tucker kick a bunch of, of field goals, but I don't see the Giants offense putting up a ton of points on this Ravens D uh, that's reasonably healthy uh, at this point in the season. Yeah. Don't hate it. Uh, I think it's under or nothing there. I think the line is pretty spot
0: on. Uh, what are you hearing in Giants land for who's going to start? I know that they said that they're going to
1: see how healthy Jones is. Yeah, it looks like they're going to go back to Jones. I mean, now you're really getting into muscle win territory. If you want to keep any hope of, of the division title alive, uh, they were close to playing him last week. So I would, I'm, it looks, he's practicing. So it looks like uh, he will make his return, but uh, I would guess not. Even still. if he's a little hampered, I mean yeah. that
0: offense is it's done. He, if he, I mean it's you throw him out there. I mean look what Arizona did though; they fifty the yards in the first half. So yeah, don't hate it at all.
1: Yeah, and you got the uh, you just it should be about in the mid thirties in terms of the the uh, the temperature. So I like it from that angle. But the Giants unders are eleven and three on the year. Ravens are seven and seven, so they've kind of played to what you'd expect. But Giants three and eleven, the most profitable under team. In the week this season so give me under 45 and a half uh, as a reminder stuck has the jets and the browns over 46 and a half what number would you take that up to by the way Stuck? yeah i think i would take it up to 47 and a half definitely not 48 or higher so there you have it uh i would take the giants ravens uh total down to 44 and a half and let's get into our top teasers of the week
0: Oh yeah. Six point teasers.
1: For those not familiar, a teaser is when you combine two or more bets for each bet. You're getting an extra six points or however many points you are teasing toward the point spread for each team. So for example, if you're teasing an eight point favorite, they become a two point favorite. An eight point underdog becomes a 14 point underdog. Stuck has a lot of great content about the ins and outs of teasing, what key numbers you are looking for google it check it out at actionnetwork.com however you find articles go in the action network app but stuck uh, what are you doing for your two team six point teaser this week well this shouldn't take long because i've already talked about my two teaser spots
0: multiple times uh there's a bunch of good teaser spots i've already put a couple teasers out on the app but i've already mentioned texan such a good teaser piece and the ramps getting them over a touchdown anytime you can especially in this matchup but anytime you can get a dog teased over seven. Uh, a team teased over seven against Seahawks. Usually end up in good shape. So already talked about them. Uh, Rams, Texans.
1: Yeah, I'll go Raiders, Panthers here. Uh, Raiders, we'll see how the line moves, which way it moves. But, um, you know, if they get down to two and a half, it probably, you know, make even more sense than just taking this the flat out, uh, you know, the plus two and a half versus right now it's still at three. And uh, going with the Panthers, they're currently two-point dogs. Uh, would love it even more if they got uh, up to two and a half, depending on we'll see what happens with Alex Smith and whether he's starting or, or Haskins has to make another start. Looks like he's just going to catch a, a fine for the strip club incident. But uh, right now, Panthers currently two point underdogs. Teddy Bridgewater in his career, 19 and three against the spread on the road, which is just completely ridiculous. But Uh, I think the Panthers can keep this one close against Washington just because Washington, they may get uh, Antonio Gibson back, but he may be banged up, but this team is not going to score many points on offense. The the Panthers have surprisingly played some, some decent defense, even though they're really kind of at a talent deficit. I don't see this Washington team as one that's going to take advantage or blow the doors off. And, you know, we look, we, we saw the, the Panthers hold the Packers somewhat in check after even after a big first half, they allow only three points in the second half. The one injury that concerns me is Burns. Looks like he's going to be out. So that's a, that's a pass rusher for Carolina, or I might be, you know, taking them straight up as a, a money line dog or as one of my picks to win the game. But I uh, think they can definitely keep it close here uh, against Washington.
0: Yeah. I agree with those Steelers. I mentioned as well. Uh, and then I'll throw out another game here. The, Cowboys-Eagles, uh, I think Cowboys I- – I make that game closer to pick. I, st- I mean, the Eagles' se- secondary is decimated. Their offense is playing so much better with Hurts. But, I mean, what did what the Cardinals average? Eight yards per play last week? Uh, I don't think I- – I don't think that the Eagles are capable of blowing that game open. So, if you can tease the, the Cowboys and a half, I think that's another good teaser piece. So, it's a great teaser week this week.
1: Yep, definitely agree. There we have it. Stuck going with the Rams, teasing them up to seven and a half, and the Texans down to a two-point favorite, and I'm going with the Vegas Raiders up to plus nine, and the Panthers up to plus eight, and I'm going to dedicate this week's coach's pep talk to Dwayne Haskins and that Washington football team. Today's pep talk comes to us from Frank Reynolds in the television show Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Dedicated to you, Mr. Dwayne Haskins. Do the strip club music.
0: This is pathetic. This is awful. We've all been humiliated. Our asses
1: are destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what? Let's just go back to the bar, right? The bar's where we belong. The bar's where we fit in. We can hide from the world at the bar. No!
0: We can't go out like that. Look, if life pushes you down, you gotta push back. If you're dealt a bunch of lemons... You gotta take those lemons and stuff them down somebody's throat until they see yellow. And if some punk ass kid humiliates you, you gotta do the only thing that's left to do. Yeah! Whoa! Huh? What's the one thing left to do? What is it? Well, the thing of it is, uh, there's the lemon stuff, right? And then, I lost my train of thought. Let's go back to the bar. Yep.
1: I mean, this guy, Dwayne Haskins, he just can't, he can't stay out of the, the headlines in all the wrong ways, you know, coming off losses, even, you know, usually the loss should be the, the biggest headline, but he, they, what they? Lose to Baltimore and he's in there bragging about his, his passing numbers. Cause I think he went over 300 and then he got benched and then he finally comes back and he, there's like quotes about how grateful he is to get another starting opportunity. And then picture surfacing of him maskless in a strip club. So, uh, ah man, Dwayne Haskins clown horn do better brah but uh, now it's time for our Moneyline underdog parlay
0: turning good weekends into great weekends it's time for the Moneyline parlay
1: got some Moneyline dogs, some games we still didn't talk about, Uh, I think I know where you're going here, but uh, what are you going to do? Uh, I'll go with the Tennessee Titans. Titans plus 160
0: on the money line at BetMGM. I make this game, like, closer to two. So I do think that there's value if you can get over three. And then also I think that there's value in the money line, obviously. Um, I think that – I mean, look, the Titans, I'm sure you've all seen some of the sets. I mean, if you compare Rodgers to Mahomes to Tannehill over the last 24 games, Tannehill is the best numbers. This offense is really good, and you don't want to face Derrick Henry at the end of any season, but especially in 20-degree weather, especially if there's a frozen track. And this is, could be a snowver. What do I mean by snowver? A snow game – snowvers have historically hit close to 70% overs when it's snowing in the NFL. You can't have three feet of snow on the ground. Obviously, that would – and now most games don't, but every once in a while you'll see that in, like, Cleveland or Buffalo. But if you just have like most of the time they're they're good at clearing the field, but you'll have like an icy track. The offense has the advantage; they know where they're going. Plus, so if there is some snow, usually everyone overreacts and says, "Oh, it's snowing. There's going to be it's going to hurt the offense," and then the total will come down as well. So you have two things working in your favor. Adore Jackson's back for the Titans; that helps. Devontae Adams is going to get his no matter what, but at least, yeah, he has another competent corner in there. And he played really well last week, his first week back. He's no longer a figment of our imagination. <laughs> um, but the Titans' defense still stinks. Yeah, I, the Packers' offense is great. I think number one in success rate this year. I, I'm sure that they're going to get plenty of points, but I think Tennessee will as well. Derrick Henry and that offense against the really bad Packers' run defense, it's a scary thought. This game, I think, is going to be great, and it'll come down to the wire, so – Good place to take a shot with a Moneyline dog.
1: Yeah, I have this at uh, two and a half, and that's with, you know, the Packers have some of the uh, – I still give the Packers a more home field advantage than, than most teams, you know, playing at Lambeau, waiting a year, but I still make this line two and a half, so do agree. Like, the, the value, I think the Titans can absolutely win this game because it, it essentially is going to be a, a shootout, and the Titans have – the best shootout player, as you mentioned, for this type of environment, these teams are number two and number three, respectively. The Packers and the the Titans in offensive DVOA. So uh, yeah, I think it's a it's an over game as well. I'll be trying to I'll be hoping that line gets down to maybe 55 or even under. It's still at 56, but uh, I make it 57 and a half. So uh, I'm looking to bet that over as well. But absolutely think the Titans can. Can win this game for my money line yeah, dog. If you get some snow,
0: the, the one thing you don't want tons of wind, but doesn't look like it, if there's 30 mile an hour winds, it'll take away the you know the benefit of uh, you know a faster track. But it doesn't look like there's going to be crazy winds. So if you if there's some snow and that total comes down to 55, I think I make it 57 out of 58, too. That's a key number. Um, I'll be hopping on that as well with you.
1: Uh, for my money line dog, won't have to spend too much time on it because you already talked about it going with the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Again, I just think the market has now kind of overreacted to Pittsburgh. They've been struggling, but Tomlin is a rah-rah coach. You know, they are as an underdog coming off a loss. They're ten and seven straight up, so uh, winning more than than half their games under Tomlin. You know, even as a dog, straight up. So I, I like them to get, to get this win against Indianapolis. It's essentially what you're betting on if you're betting the spread at plus two or plus one and a half. Anyway, so depending on how the line moves. Throughout the week, the, the money line may be the better call. But, yeah, I like the Steelers to win this game uh, straight up. I, I, again, make this line Steelers by a point. So I have the Steelers favored here. Uh, I would take this money line down to a pick'em. right, now it's time for best of the rest, which are the games we did not hit in any other segment. All right, first up, we have the Saturday game between the Bucks and the Lions. Lions at home, nine-and-a-half point underdogs. The total – is up at 53 and a half. Looks like Matthew Stafford is going to start. Does not look like Kenny Galladay would be in the lineup. Uh, still hasn't practiced. Thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, no interest. I mean, this will just to reiterate, play numbers.
0: When people say I bet numbers, not teams. I make this line. I, I think depending on Galladay, I think around eight. It's nine and a half. If an eight, nine, it's in a dead range where games rarely land. If this line went to ten and a half. I'd bet the Lions. If it went down to six and a half, I'd bet the Bucks. That's it. And sitting in the dead range, I think the total's about right. The Bucks have been beating up on bad defenses all year. The Lions' defense is headed in the wrong direction. That's it. Maybe Matt Patricia is happy. The defense hasn't been getting better. So Bucks should get theirs here. Um, But numbers are right. No, no, No interest here.
1: Yeah, I have it at eight and a half currently. So, yeah, it's right in that zone for me. I, I totally agree. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Chiefs ten and a half point favorites as we record this Wednesday night uh, at BetMGM, the official odds provider of the podcast. The total 54 and a half. Thoughts on this one, Stuck? The Chiefs could lock up everything yeah. with a win. Um, they
0: pretty much do have everything locked up already, which is interesting. But – it'll come down to like strength of victory. I think if the bills and whatever, whatever the chiefs are going to end up winning one of their last two, I make this like 9.999999999. So, I mean, it's like 10 and a half. What I don't see much value here. I'm assuming with that number that Julio is not going to be at a hundred percent. If he doesn't play, I would probably go to 10 and a half. If he does play, I'm, I'm kind of hedging here. I'll probably go to nine. Either way, it's not a play for me. The chiefs, They finally covered, I think, because last week it closed at two and a half. I think technically it was a consensus close. They didn't cover for like six weeks. The Falcons defense is playing better. Their offense needs a healthy Julio. They still have red zone problems. The Chiefs are kind of just still going through the motions. They just know when they can turn it on and they get the win. And they win every game by like three to six. They're kind of like the new Seahawks um, (laughs) over the last two months. One of the things to watch for the Chiefs is their offensive line is a mess. They have so many injuries. I'm not sure the Falcons are the team to really exploit that. Maybe Grady Jarrett can have a big day up the middle and disrupt Mahomes, but it's really hard to disrupt Mahomes. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the Chiefs are a really tough team to cap right now. I' not a team I'm interested in laying ten and a half, but they could break out at any time against the Falcons team if they were interested in doing so from the jump. They want to use this as a a playoff warm up, blow out the Falcons and then get two weeks of rest, could see it. So stay away from me.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing that kind of scares me a little bit about the, the under because uh, I do show a little bit of value on that. And I am worried for the Falcons center Alex Mack in the concussion protocol, didn't practice Wednesday, uh, could potentially miss the game. So if you had no Alex Mack and no Julio, uh, I think th- this line for me would go about 11 and a half. I have it at 10 and a half now. So, uh, could be some, could be some smash spot value on the chiefs, but yeah, I'm, at this point, it's hard to, it's hard to know if they're going to come to truly play or they're just going to have one of those games that they've been having for most of the last two months where they're, they win, but not necessarily blowing teams out of the water the way we know they're capable of. So, uh, probably a stay away, but, uh, check the action network app if, uh, you know, things may change Philadelphia, Dallas, this one got a little interesting Dallas gets a win uh, against san francisco philadelphia they lose a narrow in arizona here so you know this could still have some some implications for the division depending on what happens with, with washington and the giants but philadelphia two and a half point favorites in jerry world the total 49 and a half
0: yeah i i think it's over nothing on the total the Eagles secondary is a mess darius Slaystone still in concussion protocol we don't know with him yet They already lost a bunch of guys that are out for multiple weeks in the cloud, Maddox, and and the secondary is a mess. The Cardinals averaged like eight yards per play last week. I think that the Eagles' Eagles offense is clearly better with Jalen Hurts. Hard not to be from what Wentz was doing, but Hurts has played well. He gives them uh, a dual threat as well. So I think their offense will have success against the Cowboys' defense, but I I don't see why the Cowboys can't keep up here. Uh, So I think there's a little bit of value. In the Cowboys, it seems like everyone wants to bet Hurts now. So if this gets the three, I'd take the Cowboys. Maybe it gets the three and a half. If not, I think it's a good teaser. Cowboys are a good teaser piece. Um, And this is a potential overlook um, with the state of both defenses. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got here. I can't believe this game has playoff implications. They're four and nine and one versus five and nine. Cowboys, good teaser piece. Do you want to tease them with like the Panthers? Wait to see where that line goes. I might do that, but I might wait first to see if this line gets to three, three and a half. With all the Philly. it seems like there's a lot of Philly love now, so yeah, I make it closer to one.
1: I, I'm pretty in line with the market. I have it at two and a half. Uh, I know the the Eagles are going through some things on defense. They lose McCloud. Uh, Slade did practice in full, so it looks like he's out of the protocol. Not listed on the injury report. Um, so so he'll be back. That is going to be helpful, obviously, just because they need bodies, period, in that secondary. But I'm a little worried about the Cowboys. You kind of alluded to it. They got outgained massively last week by the 49ers, even with Nick Mullins and CJ Bessard and, and no Kittle, and no Debo. The, the Niners outgained the Cowboys 458 to 291. And I think that is somewhat significant. You look at the Eagles in the two games Jalen Hurts has started, they've gained 413 total yards against the Saints who ranked number two in, in defensive DVOA at the time. And then they gained 422 yards uh, against the Cardinals. Now they give up 526. So yeah, I think this is definitely uh, an over or nothing game uh, from the total perspective of 49 and a half, but uh, the Eagles now are a th- real threat to put up, you know, 400 plus yards of offense. And I just don't know if Dallas is going to be able to get there. Uh, so I- you know, Dallas, could they benefit from turnovers? Could Hertz, you know, have, like, one of his vomit games finally? You know, he's started about as hot as you could have imagined for, for a quarterback, especially with his skill set. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'd, be, I'd be scared to, you know, probably – I'd be scared to bet the Cowboys straight up even at, the, at, at plus three. I think I would only tease them. But after two and a half, I would – gun in my head, I would actually be Eagles. And more
0: important news for Ravens, future holders. I know I've said to bet the Ravens. Raiders win or Steelers win this weekend, and then all we need to do is win out. And there is still a hilarious scenario where Browns-Steelers could be for the division next week, and if the Browns win, they win the division and the Ravens are out. If the Steelers win, the Browns are out with 11 wins. So I'd rather talk about that than the NFC East,
1: but uh, (laughs) just keep that in mind. The Cardinals are five-point favorites over the Niners at home. Uh, I know you like the Niners in this spot.
0: Yeah, I mentioned earlier, I think that there's some value in the Niners. They're, getting, they're healthier at corner. I know Sherman might not play, but last week they got Williams and Mosley back and Barrett, who's been playing really well. He was out last week with an illness. He's practiced again today. So that'll help. There, they've been a lot of games where they've used practice squad guys at corner. When they've had healthy
1: corners, their defense has played pretty well. Yeah, it looks like he was on track to play. Uh, the Niners have actually outgained four. Even though they're one in four in their last five games, they've outgained the opponent in four of the last five. They outgained the Saints. Yeah, just running really
0: bad in turnovers, so that yeah. could change. Yeah, the Saints, 281 to
1: 237. The Rams, 345 to 308. Uh, then they get outgained by the Bills, who are just on, on, on a roll. Then they outgained the Washington football team, 344 to 193 and the Cowboys 458 to 291, and they lose both of those games uh, by by eight points each. So this is a team that could definitely rebound. I just, uh, you know, there's a little bit of worry about, you know, Cardinals can also, you know, they gain 526 yards, so they could easily win by a touchdown. But uh, from a value perspective, I make this line three and a half, assuming Sherman is in. If he is out, uh, I would go to probably about four and Somewhere in the four and a half, four to four and a half range. So, uh, still slight value, but, uh, if this one gets up to six, uh, then I think it would be in, within striking distance. Now let's get into our survivor pool. Pick it the week. One pick ah. one chance to advance survivor.
0: Yeah. I'm going, uh, Saints, playoff revenge. I think they get the win. Yeah. So give me New
1: Orleans uh, who I haven't used yet. And I'll say, And I will go with the Chicago bears going against the one win Jacksonville Jaguars picking against them on the spread. But you know, if you're still alive and a survivor and you have the bears perfect time to use them. So uh, let's go with the bears here. That does it for the week 16 action network, NFL betting podcast. Again, be sure to check out our whole podcast lineup. We got NBA shows. The Fantasy Flex episode uh, is out if you're still in the championships. Stuck and Colin uh, will have the Monday Night Football breakdown uh, on the next show. And we wish you a happy holidays and best of luck this week. Follow Stuck on Twitter at Stucky2. Follow him in the Action Network app at the same handle. You can follow me on both at Chris Raybon. Good luck, and let's get this money. Happy holidays. Go, Ravens. Merry Christmas, baby. Shoot it, treatment night.
0: Merry Christmas, baby. Shoot it, treatment night. You bought me a diamond.